0: you are good, yes. Yeah.
1: Lord, you are good and your good mercy our forever. Lift those hands
0: high. Come on, bless him now. Say, Lord, Lord, you are good you and your mercy and you. our forever. I'm looking at a generation who knows how good he is.
2: Morning, Heartland. Sorry, just bear with me for one second. My pack came apart. Welcome. Um, I'm so happy to see all of you. Uh, It's kind of dreary out, but we're here together in the house of the Lord, and we're here to lift up our, our Jesus and bring him honor and glory. Amen. Amen. If you are able, um, could you just stand with us as we just begin to worship and praise? seize my heart amen he carries us through through everything that we go through and I'm just so thankful that we can just rest in him and know that he is Lord and whatever we face in this lifetime one day we're going to go be with him amen this is just this is just a blink of the eye one day we're going to be with Jesus and he's going to wipe every tear He's going to make everything right for us. He's our hope.
0: Amen. Christ is my firm
3: chapter 4 we read in the four living creatures day and night they never cease saying holy 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 is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come and when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne who lives forever and ever The 24 elders fall down before him, who is seated on the throne, and worship him, who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created." worship and honor and glory belongs to him amen now we're going to sing that chorus again and we're worshiping and i want you to do something and i don't want you to feel uncomfortable but if you have a need if you're here today and there's a need in your own life or family someone you know i want you to lift that to him I want you to lift your hand. Because even in the midst of our needs, he is worthy. Amen? And we come before him and worship him. And we give to him. We give to him our needs because he hears. And he is faithful. Lift your hands. Let's sing that again, can we? you worthy of it all. Hallelujah! 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 Our God, our heavenly Father, our Lord, our Savior, He who is seated seated on the throne, You are worthy to receive all praise and all glory and honor. You live forever, and everything that is created is by Your will. Yes. God, we come before you today. God, we come before you humbly, but God, with confidence, because of the blood of the Lamb that was slain for our sins. God, we come into your presence, and God, we we call upon you, Abba, Father. God, you see us. You know us know the needs that are represented here and God even in the midst of hurt and need God we give you praise but we lift these needs to you oh God and we ask that you would move by your spirit and God accomplish your will God we speak healing over those that need healing in Jesus name God I think of Leanne's brother God, you know him right now where he is in the hospital. God, I pray for just a quick healing and recovery in his life, I pray in Jesus' name. But God, you know others. God, there might be financial needs. There may be other situations, family needs. Those that do not know you or have not been their knee to receive you as Lord and Savior, God, draw them to yourself. God, be lifted up upon this earth. May all creation give you glory. God, may hearts be open. God, may faith arise within your people like never before. Faith to believe, faith to trust in you like never before. That, God, you would do upon this earth what's never been done. That there would be such a harvest of people coming to know you. That, God, this world has never seen. Yeah. And that God, you would receive all the praise and you would receive all the glory as we worship you, as we worship you. Then, day, day, and night, lift and heal,
1: For yea, my people, I inhabit the praises of my people. For have you not read, when you pray, you will enter into my presence and say, O oh Lord, our Lord, holy is your name. For do you not know that at this very moment, uh, there are creatures in heaven who surround the throne room of God, who cover their most? parts, their brighter parts in their eyes, when they turn towards the throne of God, and they say, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lamb that was slain. For who are you, O man, that you should walk gallantly into the presence of the living God? For have you not read that I am the perfect God? Therefore, be thou holy, be thou perfect, and walk me Know that there is a day coming when all stark reality will be sobering and nothing else will matter. When you stand naked, oh God, oh man, before the assembly and the government of heaven, before the throne room of Christ, and I will give unto all men, unto all women, what is rightfully due to them, and you shall come back and worship me and cast your crowns before the feet of the Son of Christ. Therefore, I say to you, take heart. Continue to walk in my presence. Continue to abide in the body of Christ. For as branches you should be able to bear fruit. For that to the abundance and the glory of the Father. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit of the living God. For I desire to inhabit the praises of my people. Therefore I say to you, walk ye before me, and worship me, and let your worship be changed as you continue to draw nigh unto me. For the way you worship me today it's not the same you worshipped me yesterday and how you worship me tomorrow should not be the same as you worship me today as you continue to draw closer to you. For you are my people and I will be your God and I will be with you unto the end of the earth because I will continue to inhabit the praises of my people, says the Lord.
3: Hallelujah. 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 Precious Lord. If you are uh, unfamiliar with... Uh, pentecostal churches that was a message in tongues and a message in interpretation according to corinthians that teaches us the spiritual gifts ministering within the church there were a couple things that stood out he inhabits the praises of his people i had you raise hands your needs to the lord and worship him Because even in the midst of our need, our difficulties, our challenges, the natural thing, I don't know what it is, but we seem to try to pull away or close away even from he who is the answer to our needs. Church, hear him. Even going through the valley of the shadow of death, do not fear, for he is with you. So draw near to him. And then there was a call. A call to live, a call to live for him, holy. And Jesus, it's in the scripture, be thou holy for I am holy. Now, none of us are holy. None of us are without sin. But Jesus, his blood cleanses us from all sin. So don't carry guilt and shame. Those things that you have confessed, you leave it with him. He paid the price. You are set free. But now live for him. Surrender to Him, grow in Him. Holy, one of the phrases, one of the meanings of that is set apart. Something that's holy has been set apart for a special purpose. That's you. God's called you to Himself, He's revealed Himself to you. If you have received Him as Lord and Savior, then He's taken you and He has set you apart for His purpose and for His glory you bring glory to God, not just here, not just when we sing. (laughs) When you're at home, you can bring glory to God. When you're at work and how you work faithfully brings glory to God. Students at school, Even studying for exams can bring glory to God. When you do everything for Him, He gets the glory. And He raises us up. God is good. Amen? Amen. And He loves us. Amen? I want you to turn to someone, even if you don't know them, and move around, tell them, would you say this? God loves you. Would you say that God loves you? Say that to someone today. Bless you, bless you. Thank you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's that's that was that was beautiful time in His presence, wasn't it? Amen. God is good. Uh, a few announcements. Um, Just to bring to your attention, again, if you're visiting with us, we welcome you. We are glad you're here, Uh, whether it's here in the room or online, we're glad you're here. You'll see in one of the seats in front of you a communication card. If you take a couple minutes, just fill that out and take it to guest services, the desk out in the foyer. Uh, We've got a Tim's card just to welcome you and thank you for being with us today. And we just pray that um, you feel the love of God. And, uh, and we're a friendly church, so hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll feel that and sense that afterwards. And stay around for coffee after the end of the service as well. If you're interested in drama, and I'll keep going, okay, drama, theater, and singing uh, to share the gospel through dramatic arts uh, and working on a team or as a team, uh, can you, you, if you'd like to join the team, Of choir and for the Easter choir and uh, service that we're having coming up. Please sign up at guest services today. Uh, Rehearsals will start on Monday, February uh, 5th at 7 p.m. A free electronic recycling fundraiser is coming Saturday, February 3rd, 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. here at the church. Uh, There'll be a bin outside and uh, You probably received a flyer, or you have, or there's more out at the guest services that has the details of those things that we're taking and receiving. Um, And please, uh, there's more there for you to pass around, to pass over to friends, neighbors, family, that type of thing. Uh, Please pass these out and invite your neighbors and friends. At the event... Uh, you can drive up, and we will take those things out of your vehicle and put them into the container here uh, that they'll look after. And uh, we thank you for this. It is a fundraiser, and so we appreciate it. If you have anything small that you're not going to come that Saturday, but uh, there is a table out there. But we're asking for nothing bigger than like a 24-inch TV, just because we don't have that much room, and I don't want to have to carry out like a really big TV. Okay? Some people have asked, and I said, can you bring it that day? And there'll be more of us. So if you can do that that would be great. Um, We're also looking for some volunteers that would help us that day. If you would be interested in doing that, you can sign up as well. And this also goes for some of our high school students that may need community hours. Uh, Level Up 2024 is Saturday, February 10th. And uh, it is being hosted here at our church. Level Up is a leadership training day for pastors, leaders, student leaders, from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. Uh, at the Heartland Church. You can find out more about that. I think there's a link or it should be on the website. Uh, also check with uh, pastor mark uh, as far as the student leaders being interested in joining them for that a newcomers lunch we've talked about that before it's coming up we've got a date Sunday February 11th if you're new to Heartland and you haven't been to one of our lunches it's a great opportunity we have a great meal we actually have it in here uh, it's a great meal you have the opportunity to meet some pastors and staff and uh, to be able to ask any questions just kind of talk and mingle you also get to meet some other people who are new because sometimes when you're new and you come in, you don't know who's new and and it's a great way just to get to know some other people and so please sign up for that at guest services or you can rsv at connect at a churchconnected.ca. it's our first um, ever youth heartland youth and young adults warriors indoor volleyball tournament coming up i got through that title all right uh, this is our third uh, uh, Heartland Warriors outreach event. The date is Saturday, February 17th. Uh, ages are from 15 and up. Cost is $80 uh, per team. Uh, deadline for registration is February 12th, 12th. Sorry, February 12th. And contact Pastor Mark if you are uh, interested in registering or want more information. All right. On Saturday, last one. On Saturday, February 24th, Heartland Youth and Young Adults will be taking part in the Coldest Night of the Year. This is a charity walk that is raising money uh, to help charities that help people experiencing hurt, hunger, and homelessness. This year, Heartland Youth and Young Adults will be working to support the DAM, a youth community program that provides a safe, warm environment for youth between 13 and 19. If you would like to join the team, or, or uh, to walk on that night, or help donate to our team uh, this year, please see Pastor Mark. All right. If you forgot anything that I said, uh, which is possible, uh, please sign up for get our weekly newsletter, uh, news email at connect at a churchconnected dot ca. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward. Uh, just reminding our nursing home. Uh, team that we have a service this afternoon. So if you're on our team, I sent out the email last week, but we have it today just as a reminder at 2 o'clock. Amen. We want to thank you for your faithfulness and giving. There are many ways to give here at Heartland, and Devin Credit is available at the back as well. But we do thank you for your giving. It does help us do all that we're able to do, both to minister within the church and in the community. So thank you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, what a beautiful time in your presence. And God, you're here with us. You're always here with us. And when we leave this place, your presence is still with us. And so, God, we thank you. And God, as we now give back to you, we pray that, God, that you would use it. Bless it. Bless the gift, but also the giver. That, God, in, in response to who you are, we give our tithes and offerings uh, for your glory. for your honor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Oh, good. Are you sure? Are you sure? Come on. How's everybody doing? Good. Okay. Well, you guys were okay. You guys. It's, how's everybody doing? Amen. You know, you, you, sometimes you got to, you know, David would say, you, know, you got to speak to your soul a little bit, right? Some of y'all, you... you, you, you in case I get hungry. It's open. What do you mean? Who opened it? Oh, is this mine? No, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, for the, it's for Jesus, Pastor Kevin. It's for And me, but Jesus. Anyway, now you got to speak to your soul, you know. You can't let discouragement have the final say. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. If you're visiting with us, My name is Fraz, I'm the lead pastor here, and we have been in a series called Believing for More in 2024, and in this series, we've talked about the whole idea of going out with the hope and the love and the grace and the message of the gospel. Kiddos, you're dismissed, by the way. (laughs) I told my son, if I forget, you're supposed to, I just get carried away. Go on upstairs. So in this series, we've talked about going, we've also talked about receiving and inviting people in, but today I wanted to switch gears. We're still talking about believing for more in 2024, but I want to switch gears in that how are we going to go if we feel defeated and discouraged from the inside out? I mean, what good is it to have this vast army if your army is filled with emotional and mental and spiritual weaklings? of which I am one, I need the power of Christ in me. How do we receive people if our hearts are just so small and weak and frail? We we need the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and to strengthen us from the inside out. And so as we go, as you go toward all the plans that God has for you and he does have plans they probably have a physical component, but those plans, before they ever manifest in the physical realm, start in your own heart, soul, and mind. And so before you go, you need God to fill you up, to strengthen you from the inside out. Now, how does that happen? Well, real simply, you got to choose better thinking in 2024. no one If you're watching online, no one said anything. Maybe your thinking is not in the right spot. You need to choose better thinking. Better thinking will prevent you from sinking. Amen? You need to choose better thinking. And yes, there's a part that the Holy Spirit does, and we're going to talk about that, and I'll be honest, it's going to sting a little bit, but you need to choose better thinking. You can't let other people choose your thinking. You can't let the demons of hell choose your thinking. You cannot let Instagram and TikTok choose your thinking. you got to choose better thinking. And there's a God up there who wants to empower you and strengthen you and encourage you and equip you to choose better thinking. You know, you're going to be so much better off if you just choose. You think you need that raise, and I pray in Jesus' name you get it. You, you, you think you need that promotion, I pray in Jesus' name you get it. But I'll tell you what you really need in 2024. you got to choose better thinking. Because your mindset can make the difference between victory or disappointment. And and I've actually experienced this in real life many times. I've been on various sports teams where we were outmatched, we were outskilled, we were outaged in that our, you know, average team age was like 15, 20 years higher than the average team age of our opponents. And even though we were outmatched, outskilled, or underaged, I guess, that we still pulled out a victory because we had something that you could not physically measure. Not all the time, but sometimes we did. Because you can measure scores, you can measure assists. If you're into baseball, is it RBI? Is that is that no baseball fans here? Is it RBI? Right, yeah. R, what does that even mean, Nick? Runs bat what? Runs batting. Oh, runs runs bat. What do I know? What do I know? Yeah, thank you. Give give the man a hand. Give the man a hand. But and those are all and look those are great metrics to measure, but there are metrics that are important that are unmeasurable, and they're valuable. Things like encouragement, a sense of hope. A feeling that God's got your back and it's going to work out. And there have been many times where we've been in those situations where from a measurable standpoint, we were outmatched, outgunned, outskilled, and underaged. And yet, we had something you couldn't measure. And even the times we lost, we lost by so little, it still felt like a victory. Because we thought, wow, like you, you, you had all that and you still couldn't really leave a mark. And, and so we, we walked off that field with our heads held high because we had encouragement, we had hope, we had that sense of enthusiasm and encouragement. And yeah, you know, you make mistakes along the way, but you, you had those things that you just couldn't measure. God wants you to walk in that. Walk in a mindset that is set on who He is, on His character, on what He's done in your life, the victory of the cross. And he wants you to actually walk in that mindset, not just for the rest of your life here, but for all eternity. God has something in store for you. It's to walk with that mindset that says, God has my back no matter what. You know, it's been said, I've heard this phrase used by, you know, kind of, I guess, secular authors, if you will, but victory is not an outcome, it's a mindset. Anyone here ever achieved something really fantastic? Maybe it was like graduating, you landed that dream job. Yeah, how long did that feeling last? What, a day, a month, a year at the most? <clears throat> I, I think if you talk to typical life coaches who talk about, you know, like uh, achieving those plans and whatnot, that feeling doesn't, if that feeling lasted longer, you wouldn't be thinking about the next thing, right? And so the idea that victory is an outcome. If that were the case, you would never reach it because there would always be something else. Victory is a mindset, and, and, and this is where I think Christianity departs from, from worldly ideas and worldly thoughts. We don't believe in this thing called wishful thinking or just, well, we hope for the best because it's better than hoping for the worst. We actually believe that God is here through the presence and the power of His Holy Spirit to equip you to encourage you, and to give you the tools you need to think better in 2024. Because the truth is, you need to. Because we all have baggage, don't we? we? We all have internal baggage, whether we want to admit it or not. There are some of us, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online, and you are so ruled by fear and insecurity that fear and insecurity has shaped your decisions for years. And you're in a context now that's kind of messy, but it's messy because you've just allowed fear of others to shape your decisions. For some of you, there's been an anger building in your life, Simply because life didn't work out the way you hoped. Your job didn't work out the way you hoped. Your kids didn't turn out the way you hoped. And there's this growing bitterness and this growing anger. And because of it, you've got baggage. And you rehearse it. You recycle it in your mind over and over again. And because you can't measure it with typical metrics, you think it's not really real. But in reality, that mindset is preventing you from walking in all that God has in store for you. In 2024. And and by the way, when I kind of give you those mock analogies, I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching with you because I'm right there. There have been many times in my life, off and on, for, for as far back as I can remember, I've struggled with all those things, whether it's fear, insecurity, bitterness, anger, you name it. Now I'm not speaking to you, I'm speaking with you. In fact, I've learned the same lesson over and over again every, you know, couple of months, couple of weeks, sometimes couple of years, that my greatest enemy isn't just the devil. It's my own flesh. Not like my skin and bones, but that part of me that's prone to dishonoring what God has in store for me, that's prone to sin, that's prone to allowing my heart, soul, and mind to normalize discouragement and debilitating thoughts. If you feel so low, you're not sure you can go towards all that God has in store for you in 2024, had to make a rhyme, this message is for you, here or online. We wanna talk about vision, we wanna talk about your your future, but how are you gonna get there if you feel just so weighed down? How are you going to get there? He's going to get you there. So today, we're going to read a couple of passages. Uh, I'm going to be pooling from other parts like Ephesians chapter 6 and 2 Timothy. We're going to read a little bit from 2 Corinthians and a little bit from Romans chapter 8. And, and I'm going to be kind of allowing the, the breadth of Romans chapter 8 to shape this message. But if you, if you want to kind of Follow up and read more. Romans chapter 8 would be my encouragement to you to read on your own time. And here's what the Apostle Paul said starting in 2 Corinthians. For the weapons of our warfare, because there is a war, there is a war, are not of flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Well, where are those strongholds? Are they somewhere in some far off country? Is it a physical barrier? Is it something that you can taste, see, smell, hear, or touch? Well, Paul goes on, no, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, that you're not going to be held captive by your thoughts. You're going to take those thoughts that, are, that compel you to be prone to sin, to discouragement, and to defeat. You're going to take those, and you're going to make them captive to Christ. Ephesians actually says that he will lead captivity itself captive. He wants to take that root out of your life because he has more in store for you in 2024, and he wants to see you get there in Jesus' name. Paul goes on. We're going to read now a little bit from Romans chapter 8. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Amen? Amen? Amen. O Holy Spirit, speak life and peace. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Again, not like your skin and bones. I mean, these are kind of, they're, they're metaphors. I mean, like, you know, you have skin and bones. We know from Scripture, scripture, you'll have skin and bones in heaven. Like, God likes skin and bones and things. There's going to be things in heaven. Uh, things you can't even begin to describe. No eye has seen, no, no ear has heard. How, how great the things that God has in store for us. But it's that part of you that's prone to dishonoring him and by extension, allowing yourself to experience the defeat of sin, death, and the grave. But if by the spirit you put to death, the deeds of the body, again, not your physical bones, but that part of you that doesn't want to honor God, you will live for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For, if, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. You're adopted as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Never mind what they say. You are a child of God. He has a plan for your life. You know, I love that word adopted. Uh, I've had not much experience, but, but some pastoral experience. And just praying for and journeying with uh, parents who adopted much later in life. And the challenges of adopting a 12-year-old who's gone through a bit of the system and, and has learned some habits along the way and has normalized some thought patterns along the way and helping them to understand that, hey, you're adopted by people who love you unconditionally. You don't have to live that way anymore. I know you want to. I know it's easy to go back to it. I know it's familiar, even though it's, it's, it's debilitating, it's self-defeating, and it's crippling. But, but you have something new. Well, how, how, I mean, I know, Pastor, but how do, how do I get there? You have to surrender. Not just, not just surrender your old life, but surrender to the freedom, surrender to the mercy, surrender to the grace, surrender to the fact that your Heavenly Father just has a better family and a better plan for you. Yeah, but all that stuff, all that pain that I have felt and am feeling, How do you just, like, what do you do with that? Well, well, Paul says, as we just read the last portion of our scripture today, verse 18, yet it's all real, but for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us, because no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can fathom what God has in store for you. He has great plans for you incredible plans for you. You know, in all likelihood, if you beat the odds, you know, I mean, I think, a, I don't want to like discourage you, but you know, I think a, a 20, what, 22, 23, 24% chance heart heart disease can take you out. You know, there's a, so much of a chance of cancer. Uh, I read on a stat somewhere, there's a 9% chance to die from miscellaneous causes. So if you see a miscellaneous cause out there, run the other way, right? Whatever they may be. Like if you beat the odds, like 70 to 90. And you hear that number, and you go, oh, wow, that's a long way off. Or maybe you go, wow, that's not a long way off. But I'm here to tell you, that's just the beginning. You're going to go on for eternity. And if you are with Christ in heaven, your purpose, his plans in that purpose, your usefulness, your reason for existence will go on with him for eternity. I mean, what a great thought that is. And it's not to belittle what you're experiencing here, but there's so much more in storm. And the great obstacle, the great barrier isn't what you think. What you need more than anything else is you need better thinking because better thinking is going to keep you from sinking. And and if I could just kind of bottom line the message for you, just kind of in simplest terms, make it rhyme. Hopefully you can take it home. And in those sinking moments, you remember it, it would be this, spiritual thinking prevents you from sinking. That's it. Spiritual thinking keeps you from sinking. You have to remind yourself that there is a God who has plans for me, my family, my church. He, he has plans that are good and filled with hope and purpose and kindness and mercy and grace. Even when I'm not in control, even when those thoughts come, He's got a plan. How quickly we forget that, don't we? And, and, and it's, it's the ease with which we forget that reminds us that my great obstacle is not external but internal. It's a reminder that What I need more than anything else is better thinking that keeps me from sinking. Now, in that phrase, there's a a truth that you'll all agree with, but you won't like it. You don't want to hear it. You might even be a little frustrated with me, but you need to hear it. You have a choice. You get to choose what you think, even when you feel like you don't. If you're watching online, there's hesitant hearts. You have a choice. You have, I'm not saying it's an easy choice, you have a choice. You know, one of the things I think many are struggling with today is this idea of anxiety. And if you want to have a brave moment, you ever, have you ever struggled with anxiety before? Yeah, a few of you. It's hard to admit, it's even raising your hand. Like, it's hard, and for those of you who've really studied, I've only ever taken a, a perusal at some of these things through articles, but you know, many professionals would say anxiety is that, that crippling fear that fills your heart, soul, and mind and it forces you to go over worst case scenario over and over and over again. And, and what it does is that it, it creates this spiral of defeat, this spiral of discouragement, this spiral of, as a pastor, what I would call emotional and just spiritual self-debilitating destruction. It, it spirals you downward and, and it can feel like you're just trapped in the spiral. And, and, you, and, and you think to yourself, how in the world Am I gonna get out? Look at look at what I'm headed towards, and, and, and so your mind spirals, and it can feel like you're trapped. And before I go on any further, there's something you need to hear. There's something you, perhaps you need to rehearse. There's something I feel in my heart. I need to declare over you: You are not trapped. Amen? Amen. You are not. You never have. If God is who He says He is, and He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. If he really is all-powerful, you are... I'm actually excited for your life because you are not trapped. How could you be trapped? You have a choice. You can choose to repeat and rehearse that which is holy, clean, pure, good, and true. You are not trapped. You can choose better thinking that can keep you from sinking. If you're watching online, a lot of amens. Not enough, but but I'll say this. And and to all those who are are sitting there, uh, you know what, little one? Amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What's her name, by the way? Sarah. Sarah, I like you a lot. You come back again. You keep doing that. I'm inviting you up here. But always there are those whose amen is somewhat forced and it's not because you're a bad Christian, it's just because you're in it right now. And, and you believe it verbally, but, but you're just not sure you believe it internally. And, and whether you would word it this way or not, you would recognize that choosing better thinking is one of the most difficult things you will ever do. They say things like, oh, well, you know, public speaking is hard and, you know, becoming a doctor is hard, and, and certainly those things can be very hard, you know, in varying degrees. But but one of the most hardest things to do is to choose, be, consistently, by the way, better thinking. And again, as Christians, this is where we part ways with worldly wisdom. It's not just positive reinforcement. It's not just, you know, I guess to use more, you know, counseling therapy language. It's not just your, your cognitive behavioral therapy, which we praise God for all the insights and the things that we've learned about the human, we, the human mind. We, we praise God for these things. We praise God for medicine and science, whether it's physical or whether it's more neuroscience. But there is a strength that we need that you're not going to find in the wisdom of men. Paul even alluded to it when he said this, for the weapons of our warfare, because there is a war." are not of the flesh, but have, what, human power or divine power? There's a battle that's going on, and I suspect you might be losing because you're relying on human power for problems that require divine power. You're just ill-equipped. But I have good news. God wants to equip you. In fact, when you read this passage, you see a contrast Between what God wants to give you and, by extension, the outcome he wants for your life versus what Satan doesn't want you to have and, by extension, what he sees for your life. See, for the weapons, that tells me God longs to see you equipped. He wants to equip you. He wants to equip you. To what? destroy strongholds. God wants you to tear down those things in your life that are preventing you from serving him with a whole heart. Whereas the enemy does not want those strongholds torn down. He wants you trapped within them. God, your father, sent his son, Jesus Christ, that we would be able to destroy arguments and lofty opinions that are raised against God. Because he does not want you to believe falsehoods that only lead to death in your life. Not maybe perhaps a physical death right away, but a daily death where there's discouragement and despair from the inside out that affects and infects everything around you. God wants you to take thoughts captive, not to be held captive by them. He equips you and strengthens you, gives you the strength and the power you need that, that you would take thoughts captive, not be held captive by them satan wants you to be held captive by the thoughts he puts in your own mind he wants you to be held captive by defeat and discouragement and despair god has something better for you oh pastor you don't know what they've said you don't know what's happened to me you don't know the thoughts in my heart and soul mind and and i get all that but i'm telling you in jesus name god wants to speak a better word over your life there's a plan and a purpose, and a future for you, your family, this church, and the obstacle won't be something out there, but not allowing the Spirit to speak in here. You got to choose better thinking. Why? Well, it's simple. Better thinking can keep you from? Thinking. Yeah, pretty memorable, you, you memorable and portable, right? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, because you're pretty happy, you're laughing now, but what happens when you're not laughing? May the Spirit remind you, that he's equipped you, he's given you heavenly, divine weapons, so that you can ensure that your better thinking in his name can keep you from sinking. Now, choose better thinking, you have a choice. Yeah, I, I get that it's hard, and it's hard because it's not enough to choose better thinking, you have to replace bad thinking, right? If you'll always feel like you're sinking, until you replace bad thinking. In fact, it's not unlike, it's a little analogy I have. I would love to know who opened my bag of chips, because it's already open, Pastor Kevin. Like, what's the deal, man? What's the deal? Yeah, you're gonna get a pink slip after this. What's the deal, man? Anyway, for those of you who don't know me, this right here, is my kryptonite it's my i'm telling you like it's a big bag and it can go down all the way one leg like it is my kryptonite and i just don't know what it is like the smell and like i, I told myself i wouldn't even eat one so hmm, jesus name it's and then the pop i mean this is diet Oh, the aspartame but who needs brain cells anyway right it's, come on who needs brain cells well, that's a lot of aspartame. Okay, anyway. It's my kryptonite. And, and many of you have done this at various points in your life. You have tried to say, you know what? <clears throat> no. 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 And the mistake many people make, the mistake I make almost every month, every week maybe even, is that I'm trying to choose something else, but I'm not replacing what's already over there. Right? And so what happens is the hunger pains kick in. That that mental, physical, psychological dependence on the sugar and the aspartame and all the rest of it kicks in. And because I haven't replaced it, when I got a need, when I feel a need, when I got an itch, it's already there. And your heart, soul, and mind, though obviously very different, function with similar principles. It's not enough to say, I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm whole." God loves me, God loves me. It's a good choice to make, but you got to replace the negative thinking. You have to displace those debilitating thoughts. Oh, but the question becomes, well, how? How? Well, let's listen to what Paul said. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So if you set your mind on the Christianity, no, I didn't say that, did it? If you set your mind on the really cool Bible study, no, nope, no nope, didn't say that. If you set your mind on the concept of God, nope, didn't even say that. If you set your mind on the Spirit, the activity of the Spirit in your heart, soul, and mind, because Christianity is not wishful thinking. It is walking, yes, in the love of Christ, but that's, that's manifested by the activity of His holy presence, which is in us and goes with us everywhere we go. How do I say this? I'm 40, gonna be 41 in a few months. I got saved at 18. And in those initial years, I heard a lot of Christians talking about the role the Holy Spirit plays in the life of a Christian. And I don't know what happened or where it happened, but slowly but gradually, I heard fewer and fewer Pentecostal Christians, even pastors, talking about the Holy Spirit. And I would say that to our own detriment, many Christians are neglecting the ongoing role and work of the Holy Spirit in their spiritual journey. I wish I could go, well, maybe not, go everywhere you go. But my heart's desire would be that, hey, if I could just encourage you, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every. I can't go everywhere you go. Your best friend can't go everywhere you go. In fact, many times when you face your great challenges, you might be alone physically, but God is there through His Holy Spirit for the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Maybe your great weakness in life is that you've set your mind on church. You've set your mind on attendance. Don't get me wrong, I'm really glad you came here online. Maybe you've just set your mind on, on Christian type things, and again, they're good in their place, but that's not what Paul said, for the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. I know there's a growing number of people and pastors who would say, oh the spirit's kind of awkward messages in tongues and interpretation are awkward well relative to what like like we talk about a dead jewish carpenter nailed to a tree every week like awkward in you know in comparison to what but i'll tell you what else is awkward powerless christians preaching about a victorious savior that's also a little awkward isn't it it's also a little awkward the Holy Spirit is here, and His ministry in your life is varied, and it's all beautiful. But just kind of pooling from Romans chapter 8, there is one thing that I believe the Spirit wants to help you do. Again, in the context of better thinking keeps you from sinking. The Holy Spirit elevates your thinking. That's in quotation marks. Anyone ever here fly on a plane before? Nobody's ever flown? Well, okay, a few of you. Sarah, have you flown? Not yet. I have not flown enough for flying to have become boring to me. I, like I was on like an 11-hour flight, uh, maybe in the fall. I loved every minute of it. I lo- I'm just like, wow. Now, you know, again, maybe some of you fly so often, you're like, oh, flying 11 hours. Like, for me, I'm just like, like a giddy school kid. Like, I just can't believe it. And I love the window seat Not because it's just the window seat, but I just, I love looking down. Not on people, but it just reminds me that, wow, there's a whole other world. Because we so quickly lose perspective. And all those people, of which I am one of them, just maybe not for 11 hours, I've got my own problems, I've got my own things that I'm struggling with. But man, in light of what God has in store. And and please don't misunderstand me. It's not that God doesn't care about your pain and your suffering, he does. But a elevated or a a healthy perspective does not diminish pain or suffering, it just puts it in its right place. Because life is hard. Life is a fight. Sarah, from the cradle to the grave, it's a fight. It is a fight. And God doesn't diminish the fight, He doesn't say the fight doesn't matter. He doesn't say the the wrenching of your heart through those difficult circumstances doesn't matter. When people betray you, when people turn their backs on you, and you think you're going to be okay, but you carry those scars with you for months, likely years, all that matters to God. Your scars, your tears, the Bible says even the hairs on your head matter to Him. But he gives us the Holy Spirit that, that we might understand that they matter to him in light of a bigger, broader perspective. He's got a plan. And I don't always get to see it, but I know it's there. Remember what he said, for I consider, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. He, it's almost like you have to remind yourself of two things at once. You have to remind yourself that God has and is working in your life. When I read Romans chapter 8, I read that because of what he's done, you are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are saved in hope. You are blessed with his blessed goodness even in the midst of circumstances you cannot control. He actually makes it work together for good for his purposes in your life. I read here that you are adopted into the family of God. I read that you are a child of God. And if a child, you are an heir. There is a future for your life. You got to remind yourself of what he's done. You got to keep thinking about it. Because better thinking is going to keep you from So what do we do today? Real simple. Well, we keep thinking about what he's done because he isn't done. As you believe for more, I mean, not just 2024, but your whole life, your friends, your family, parents, grandparents, children, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. He just isn't done. Maybe you feel so helpless to the, to the tides of fate and sands of time but he's not done and so in light of him not being done here's a few things you can do real quickly number one, choose life choose thoughts that lead to life, choose decisions that lead to life choose to repeat and rehearse statements that lead to life, just choose life if you're wondering what life is well it's right here these scriptures teach us about the life and the peace that the Holy Spirit has in store for us. Choose life. Oh, you make hundreds of choices any given day. Choose life. And as you choose life, displace falsehood. Yes, rehearse the truth. But stop keeping those things, maybe even people in your life, that are trying to fill your heart, soul, and mind with things that are not True. Choose life. Displace falsehood. And lastly, keep worshiping. Remind yourself that God not only worked past tense in your life, God is not only working in your life, present tense, but He will continue to work. And your great obstacle will not necessarily be in front of you. It'll be in you. And so in you, you got to remind yourself. that when I think about him, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he healed me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he restored me. That's why we sing. That's why we shout hallelujah, because of what he's done with the faith that says he's not done. That's why you can believe for more. So church, I want you to stand today. Go ahead. This is not just a song we sing from words off a screen. This is your opportunity to choose life, to displace falsehood, and to repeat, rehearse, and remind that which is true, will be true, and will continue to be true over your life as you follow him. Church, this is your testimony. He saved me. He raised me. He filled me. He healed me. He set me free. Forget about what they say. Let's sing. And I think about the Lord.
0: How we saved me. How we raised me. How we filled.
4: You, Brett, you know, just on Friday night at our family night, and just, man, there's so much goodness in here. Psalm 103. Uh, I'm gonna read the whole psalm. I know it's a little late, but who cares? (laughs) And then I want to do something that might hurt you, it's gonna hurt me deeply, but I gotta do it. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. O the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made his ways known to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, the Lord is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us, oh, I love this. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Church, I t- I'm telling you, we're, we're not really getting what we deserve. Christ took what we deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. For He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. He knows. He knows how weak we are. As for man, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and in its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is those with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. Oh Lord, would you bless our children's children. Now I'm gonna reread verse 18 in a little bit and then I gotta do something that's gonna, it's gonna hurt me probably more than you. With those who keep his covenant, and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord in his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Now I gotta do something, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt me more those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts you gotta be obedient it's not just choosing life but it's displacing falsehood displacing that which tears you down and oh it's i don't want to do it but may it be a may it be an encouragement to you that you can't you can't you can't keep it around you, you can't keep it around. I'm, a, I'm dying on the Pastor Kevin, you still got one. We're going to pray for you. You can't keep it I won't do the same to the pump. You can't keep it around. See, I, I think the reason why some of you feel defeated is you keep keeping it around. Instead of having Satan under your feet, he's got you under his. You can't keep you got to be obedient. You gotta walk over this nonsense in Jesus' name. You gotta walk in the Spirit in Jesus' name. You gotta choose life, displace, destroy falsehood. It's not worth it. He's got so much in store. Whether you're 92 or. How old is she? Whether you're 92 or 18 months, so much in store. Oh, come on. For you, hey, for, I just read it. For your children's children. Choose more in 2024. Amen? It makes me want to shout one more time. It makes me, me want to shout. Ah. To you, you see the weakness and the frailty of our hearts, but God, you also see the power, the divine power that is available to us in Christ and the spirit that you've given to us. So I pray, Lord, that you remind us, teach us, and equip us to walk in your presence so that for your name's sake... For your plans, for your glory, for your honor, we might choose better thinking that keeps us from. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen, Amen. Hey, keep worshiping, stick around, get out of here. Keep worshiping, stick around. If you gotta go grab a coffee, stick around and let's fellowship. In Jesus' name, don't do a step; it's not worth it. Better plans.
0: Oh ah.